Hey guys, we're continuing our study of Mark. We're in chapter 8, verses 1 through 21. And the question I'd like for us to focus on this week is this. Is there something in my life that is keeping me from seeing and experiencing Jesus? And I think that's what we see in this passage. We see some people that experience Jesus in a big way. And then we have other people that are failing to understand. They still do not get it. And why is that? I think that really the key verse for us is uh, Mark chapter 8, verse 15, where he says, Jesus says to his disciples, and he cautioned them, saying, so watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. So caution, watch out, beware. I mean, he's putting a lot of explanation, explanation points on this. He's talking about leaven, which is, you know, yeast. It gets added by bakers to bread, and it causes the bread to, to, to rise. Uh, and, and most of the time in Scripture, leaven is used to symbolize sin. Leaven is not sinful, but it's used to illustrate the, what, the way sin works in our lives. Just like a little bit of yeast spreads throughout the entire batch of dough, uh, the same thing is true with sin in our life. Uh, a sin in our life will grow and expand and take over all and infect all parts of our life. Um, but he's saying there's two kinds here to beware of. There's there's this leaven that's represented with the Pharisees, and there's a leaven of Herod. He's, he's the, the overlord uh, for, under the Roman emperor, the sort of king of that region that they're in right there. Remember, we've looked at him a, 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 a few chapters back with John the Baptist. Um, and anyway, so there's these two kinds, and I really think they're, they're representing the two parts of the gospel, or the, the opposites or the, the sinful disbelief aspects of the gospel. Remember the gospel Jesus stayed at the beginning of Mark. He said to repent and to believe the gospel. Repent is to understand the bad news that I am a sinner. I need to turn from that. The good news is that Jesus is your Savior. He, he gives you his righteousness. So I am unrighteous and he makes me righteous. Bad news, good news. The sin of the Pharisees is they rejected the fact that they needed a Savior. Remember he had an interaction earlier with them in Mark where, where they, he, he told them, look, if you don't understand that you're sick, then I can't heal you. Uh, I've only come for the sick. Their sin, the leaven of the Pharisees, is self-righteousness. It's saying, look, because of the good things that I do in my life, I am a good person, so I don't need the gospel. And I think that possibly, I'm not certain about this, but possibly the leaven of Herod is the kind of the the opposite of the, the bad news, the repenting. It's, it's licentiousness. It's, it's this idea that I don't, I, there's nothing wrong. I don't have to, I don't, you know, lying, cheating, adultery. In the case of Herod, I'm going to uh, marry my brother's wife. It, like none of the, those things aren't wrong. And if there's nothing that's wrong or sinful, then I also don't need a savior. Uh, so if, if, if that's the thinking in my life, then I am, that is a sin of unbelief that causes me to fail to understand and see certain things. Let's, let's walk back through that, that passage. Just by the way, with Galatians 5, verse 9, it says, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And he's talking about this same concept in Galatians. It doesn't take much for it to infect the entire person. Um, so again, going back through this passage, we've got three major kind of acts of it. The first part he he, he feeds 4,000 people. And of course, we've seen a feeding of 5,000 already, but there's a key difference between this feeding and the other one. Lots of very uh, similar things. But back in Mark chapter 6, it says, 
when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion on them. This is talking about Jesus. Because, and here's why he's compassionate, felt compassion, they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. So these people were lost and wandering spiritually. And so he stepped in to begin shepherding them by teaching them. He's giving them truth so that they are not lost and wandering sheep. They, they are sheep that, that have a shepherd. Now go back to Mark chapter 8. Jesus said, I have compassion on the crowd. Exactly the same, but we're going to see that it's different. Because they have been with me now three days and have nothing to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way. And some of them have come from far away. So Jesus is having compassion for the practical needs that they're experiencing. And he's seeing that, okay, these people have been out in the wilderness. It's like, you know, three days far from home, thousands of other people. Maybe if you're on your own, you could scavenge and find something to eat or, you know, buy some food from somebody, but not 4,000 plus people. And, and I think it's important to note here, and, and uh, Judah mentioned, uh, highlighted this for me, is that you know, that's a real act of faith on the uh, part of these people to go out in the wilderness without the supplies that they need among all these people to follow Jesus. They're trusting that he will provide for them. That's pretty cool. And then in, uh, starting in verse 11, he has this interaction with the Pharisees. It says the Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And what would that argument been, have been like? It's a, it's a back and forth, and we don't get, all we get is the, the closing statement from Jesus. But what would that have been like? Just a back and forth argument. And they're saying, give us a sign, give us a sign, give us a sign. But which is just really ridiculous because of all that Jesus has shown them and taught to this point. Their problem really isn't in seeing his power. Their problem is with his message. They're failing to see what he's, he, who he is because they're refusing to believe a key part of his message. In verse 12, it says he sighed deeply in his spirit. I mean, he's just exhausted. It's like, guys, I'm so sick of arguing with you. And he said, why does this generation seek a sign? Truly, I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, got into the boat, and went to the other side. Then we get to the next section, this interaction with the disciples on the boat. And it's, here's the little setup. Now, they had forgotten to bring bread. Now, even though they just had a bunch of leftovers from a huge feeding, um, they had only one loaf with them in the boat. And that's an important detail. And keep in mind, when you're reading Scripture, there are no extra added throwaway details that don't mean anything. Here's another important one. They had one loaf. Now, one loaf is not a, enough for 12 disciples plus Jesus, so 13 people, but they do have one. Verse 15, and he cautioned them saying, the verse we already read, watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. And, and the, the thing that just came to mind there for me is that it's like, the disciples are like concerned that, oh my goodness, we forgot the bread. Jesus' mind is still on the argument he just had, which is just so human. I mean, you know how it is. Anytime you have an emotional argument with somebody, you know, you carry that for a little while after you've had the argument. His mind is still with the Pharisees. But look at where the disciples' mind are. They just heard this warning. Warning, watch out, caution. And they began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread, which 
by the way, is not true. They got one. In their mind, they're thinking, we don't have enough bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes, do you not see? Having ears, do you not hear? And do you not remember? In other words, guys, have you not been with me this whole time? I mean, come on. When I broke the five loaves for 5,000, how many baskets full of pieces did you take up? And they said 12. Five loaves of bread fed 5,000 plus people and had 12 basketfuls left over. And the seven for the 4,000, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said seven. Seven loaves of bread fed 4,000 plus people and left seven basketfuls of bread after. And he said to them, do you not understand? Guys, is there something in your life that is keeping you from seeing and experiencing Jesus? If he can take 12 loaves of bread and feed 5,000, seven loaves of bread and feed 4,000, with huge amounts left over afterwards, do you think that with one loaf he can feed three or 13 men? The disciples are failing to understand. They're not getting it. Is there something in my life that is keeping me from seeing and experiencing Jesus? Some kind of leaven that I have allowed into my life that is restricting and keeping me from seeing who Jesus is, from experiencing what he has to offer in my life. That the faith to follow him, to act and to, to see him work powerfully. And one thing that I want to encourage you guys in is to just spend some time just quietly listening to God and asking him this question. God, what do you have to show me, Lord? What is the thing that might be holding me back from seeing and experiencing you fully? Take the time for that. Spend some time and maybe even on Sunday morning with your group. Just take five minutes of silence. Maybe take a piece of paper and just write the things that the Holy Spirit might be bringing to mind. Areas of unbelief. Areas, and think in terms too of the, the, the leaven of the Pharisees. I've, I'm, I'm, I've got pride in my life that is exalting myself. And, and making it so that I don't see that I need Jesus and appreciate what he's done for me. Or maybe there's a sin in my life that I'm not allowing him to have control of. And, and that's what's holding me back from fully experiencing him. Or maybe there's something else. But ask him and seek him for an answer. And I really believe that he will give it to you. And I look forward to hearing from you guys and sharing back and forth how God is teaching you and working through this passage.